For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Today, we light this candle representing love as we prepare for the celebration of Jesus' birth and ultimately his return. We are continually reminded of God's never-changing love for us. We love because he first loved us. And God bless you is my prayer. We are so excited about today. Third Sunday in December is our church anniversary. Today we are celebrating the fourth Sunday in Advent, but also the 97th church anniversary of Sixth Baptist Church. Come on, let's give God a holy praise. To God be the glory for celebrating today and giving him the honor, God the honor, for the 97 years he has kept us together. We pray God's blessings upon the memory of many who toiled and labored and gave up their time, talents, treasury, and temple so that we could be here today. And we know that it's only because of God's amazing grace. And so today, I pray that you will just enjoy the worship experience and that you will reflect on your tenure those who are members of Six Baptist, when you joined and what you're doing to grow God's kingdom. And let's just celebrate together. But one thing I want to do today is to remember the leadership of the former pastors. We pray that you will maybe after church today or during the course of the week, uh, go to our website and look up the history 
and read about some of these pastors. We're going to include 19, 2019 and 2020, or should I say at the end of this year. But we're thankful to God for the work that they have done and we honor their memory today. Please listen attentively as you look and see them on the screen during this worship and celebration of 97 years. And I will call out their names and the years in which they served as pastors. The first pastor, Reverend E.D. Cathy. Reverend E.D. Cathy. 1923 to 1927. The second pastor, Reverend Joseph A. Arrington. Reverend Joseph A. Arrington, 1927 to 1960. The third pastor, Reverend Haywood G. Knight. Reverend Haywood G. Knight. 1961 to 1968. The fourth pastor, Reverend Dr. Emmett L. Fleming Sr. Reverend Dr. Emmett L. Fleming Sr. 1969 to 2000. And the fifth pastor, Reverend Dr. Yvonne Jones Bibbs, 2001 to present. We do thank God and honor these four pastors and not only the four pastors, but the deacons and the leaders of the church throughout the years, the deaconesses, uh, the trustees, the ministry leaders, the youth workers, the choir members, the ushers, every member of the church. And even today, I want to say, thank God for the church of 2020. But remember from whence you've come, many have paved the way with their time, talents, treasure, and temple by the grace of God to get us where we are today. You continue to carry the torch and don't, don't renege on the blessings of God. Do the best you can for the master and God will say to you and the church continuously, well done. May God bless you and let's get ready for worship today. We're excited to have the Reverend Dr. R. Neil Sala to be our 97th anniversary preacher. Pray for him. We're thankful for Brother George Black who will lead us in the song that we're going to sing right now. The song we're going to sing as we end this 97th anniversary statement. Angels we have heard on high. Sing the words to the song as you see it on the screen. And thank you. God bless you. Let's prepare for worship as we sing together again. Angels we have heard on high. God bless you. Amen.
It's a great privilege to be able to share with the Sixth Baptist Church on this occasion of your 97th church anniversary. I give honor to our Father God, who loves us with an incredible love, and I honor your pastor, my dear friend, the Reverend Dr. Yvonne Jones-Bibbs, and of course, the officers, the members, and uh, friends of the Sixth Baptist Church. Thank you so much for the invitation to share on this auspicious occasion. I pray God's blessings be upon you as you continue to do kingdom work for such a time as this. The task before me is a simple one, but yet an awesome one to be able to proclaim the word of God to the people of God for such a time as this. I invite your attention to a passage of scripture in Psalm 11, verses one through four, as I share on this occasion of your church anniversary how firm a foundation, how firm a foundation. From that passage in Psalm 11 verses one through four, in the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee like a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They have fitted their arrow to the string to shoot in the dark at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes see, his eyelids test the children of man. Let us pray. Father, your word is already blessed. Bless us as we hear your word. May we enter into this moment with a desire to know you more, to love you more, and to serve you better. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm a person that loves hymns, and one of my favorite hymns is a hymn entitled, How Firm a Foundation. And the first stanza, the first verse of that hymn always strikes me as a very powerful message and invitation to the church. The words of that hymn say, how firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he hath said, to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled. With everything that is happening all around us, it feels like the very foundations of our faith are being shaken. COVID-19 scares us with its unprecedented infections and a death toll. Racial dis-ease and unrest reminds us of eras gone by, unhealed eras where the scab of historical wounds have been re-exposed and the pain of injury is resurrected with violent force. The 2020 election results shock us into the reality that insidious evil still lurks and we cringe almost in horror at what is happening in our government that continues to be engineered by white supremacy and radical narcissism. The emotional upheaval resulting from all of these things tear at our biblical faith and the fabric of our hope and add to this reality because of COVID-19 
We can't do church like we used to do church. We can't touch each other. We can't linger with comforting hugs and embraces that reassure us that all is not lost. It's as if the safety found in social distancing has actually put us at a distance from God. So the text raises a relevant question. If the foundations are destroyed, the psalmist says, what can the righteous do? The answer, the good news for you and me, is that the church, that time-honored institution of God, is still positioned in the seasons of desperation, of despair and darkness, to bring light and hope in dark places. When we look out on the horizon, you may not see the steady, stable, strong arm of the Lord that is holding us in such a season as this. But that foundation has not been shaken. The Lord's arms are still strong. He still embraces. He still holds. He is there for us. And you might ask, how can you be so sure? It certainly doesn't look like there's a bright side somewhere. The psalmist gives us the answer. He reminds us that despite what it may look like to us in culture and society, the Lord is in his holy temple. And because he still sits high and looks low, our confidence has to be in the eternal, all wise, from the beginning to everywhere, in all things, all the time, God. And for that reason, we must embrace an unshakable faith in the eternal plans and purposes that God has ordered in the council chambers of heaven before the foundation of the world began. And because the word of God is settled in heaven, and because I believe that the word of God is settled in heaven and is, in act, is active and alive in the earth, I believe that our foundation, though shaken, is still firm. First of all, we will not flee as a bird into the mountain, but to place our trust in God. We will not flee as a bird into the mountains, but we will place our trust in God for such a time as this because we know that where our God is, that is where we want to be. And this is a time to stand. This is a time to stand against the Antichrist, to stand against the ungodly forces of culture and society whose sole design is to fill us with fear. Sometimes you have to stand and fight your fears. You have to believe beyond belief and hope beyond hope. And just know that you know that you know that deep down inside of you somewhere, there is this conviction that rises up in trying times to remind us that God is still able. And this is one of those moments when David's friends encouraged him to flee the country. He replied, I will take refuge in the Lord. And we will no doubt be disappointed because we do not understand all things that's happening, but we cannot cave. But more than ever, we must pray and we must press and we must persevere because the Lord is in his holy temple. He sits high, he looks low, and he is with us. He is in the all of life, 
and somewhere on the other side of all that we are experiencing, the church will emerge stronger and better than ever. So secondly, we do not give in to despair. What do you do when the foundations are shaken? The answer is simple. It all depends on how big your God is. You have to get the right view of God and a right understanding of where God is sitting. We saw COVID-19 coming, but we minimized it. We saw the mounting discontent around race and social inequity, but we minimized it. We saw what we were putting in the White House, but we dismissed it. But God didn't. And now that hard times are upon us, as we can either, now that hard times are upon us, we can either bow our knee and repent, or we can pretend that it's too much for God. If you've got a small God, you've got a big problem. But if you've got a big God, you'll be okay. A big God can handle a big problem. For a big God, despair is just an invitation to stand back get out of the way and see how God will work it out. If you give in to despair, you just get in the way and you block what God is doing. In the 27th Psalm, David faced despair, but, but he didn't give in to it. Remember, he said this, I would have fainted unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. The antidote for despair is a good memory. And if you're like me, you can look back over the sifting of your life, and you can see all those places where God has stood up and shown up for you in times that you thought it was not possible for things to be worked out but somehow God did it. So the antidote for despair is a good memory. Just remember God's past faithfulness and know that that same God is still faithful today. Thirdly, we do not tremble at what man can do. Our hope is in the Lord who made heaven and earth and who has already determined that the wicked will receive their just portion at the hand of a just God and a righteous judge. Notice what David does not say. He does not call for the army to mount an offensive. He doesn't say, let's run for the hills. He doesn't raise money for a big political campaign. In modern terms, he doesn't organize a social media blitz for David and for us when it seems like the foundations of our life is being shaken. It's not about the what, it's about the who. And we've seen clearly that it matters greatly who occupies the White House. If we don't get the who right, the fallout can be deadly. That's why in times like these, we need God first and foremost. When the foundations are being shaken, we've got to go back to the first principle. That's the key. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. God is still present, and we need God's presence. 
Was God shocked by COVID-19? Was God unprepared for George Floyd's murder and the racial fallout? Was God surprised by the outcome of the 2016 or the 2020 election? No, God was not, and he's never surprised. He never sleeps. He's never startled by evil. He's never shocked by natural disasters and never astonished by anything that man does. I was at Promise Keepers over uh, 30 years ago where the late Dr. E.B. Hill preached a powerful sermon for 40 minutes on just two words, God is. He said it over and over again. He whispered it, he shouted it. He illustrated it, he declared it, he proclaimed it, and he dared anyone to deny it. It, would, it, would seem, it wouldn't seem likely that anyone could preach that long on just two words, but he did. And when you think about it, you could preach a lot longer when your topic is as profound as God is. Why? Because once you get the who settled in your heart that God is, a lot of other problems will automatically be solved. I've settled the who. The Lord is in his holy temple. Therefore, I trust God's judgment. I trust God's deliverance. I trust God's timing. And on this 97th church anniversary Sunday, Sixth Baptist Church, that has existed since December 1923. Let me remind you that the Lord is still in his holy temple and he's inviting you to get the who right, to settle the who. And when you settle the who, you too will trust God's judgment. You will trust God's deliverance. You will trust God's timing. That foundation cannot be shaken. That is our firm foundation. It cannot be shaken. David said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower that the righteous run into and they are saved. It may seem like we are being tested in the furnace of affliction. It may feel like the ground all around us is sinking sand. It may be that we are revisiting territory that we thought we had already conquered. It just might be that hidden things are being uncovered so that we can reach back to that place where we used to put our trust. In times like these, it may feel like he's testing each one of us in the furnace of affliction. But know this church, we are standing still on a firm foundation. And no matter what it looks like now, when we have been tried we will come forth as pure gold because the Lord is in his holy temple. He sits high and he looks low. I remind you again of the words of that hymn. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he hath said, to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled. May you stand faithfully on this firm foundation. And may you look back over these 97 years and realize that's always been your standard. That's always been your place of hope.
that's always been our greatest reality. That the Lord in his holy temple sees all, knows all, and works it all out for our benefit and for his glory. I believe we can stand on that. Let the church say, Amen. today. Come on, let's give God a praise offering. Raise holy hands and give God the glory. What a wonderful 97th anniversary celebration and fourth Sunday in Advent. Thank you so very much to all who shared during this worship service, whether you're members of the church or uh, throughout the nation, throughout other countries, and even in the city of Richmond. We honor you today and all of our friends for celebrating with us. We pray that God will continue to bless you and keep you in his care. As we look forward to uh, celebrating Christmas, we want you to remember the Christ in Christmas and remember the fact that God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son and that God loves you so much that he will continue to keep you even during this pandemic. That as we look at news and hear so many negative but real stories, I want you to know today that the positive and real story is good news through the word of God. That Jesus Christ came into the world to give us life. He will provide for you and God will take care of you. Thank you again, my friend, Reverend Dr. Arnie Asala. Wasn't he great, church? Come on, give God a holy praise for Dr. Sala one more time. Thank you so much for celebrating with us this year. And we pray for the Shallow family, your family personally, as well as all that you do as you wear many hats, glorifying God and teach us, uh, teaching others uh, how to be greater disciples for the Lord God Almighty and how to build his kingdom. Well, this ends our worship today, but it does not end your work for the Lord. 
continue to move forward, Six Baptists and friends. And if you desire to unite with Christ, you know what to do. You saw the information on the screen. Let us know right away and we will have someone momentarily to call you about the plan of salvation. We love you in the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, indeedy. God is working through you. And remember that greater is he who is within you than he that is in the world. Continue to smile. Merry Christmas to you. And may I share that on Christmas Day at 11 a.m., we will have a short presentation We'll have it on at 11 o'clock Christmas Day. We want you to tune into our website as well as all of our social media platforms and celebrate with your family. It will be on all of our platforms throughout the week as well. God bless you. May God continue to keep you. And remember that you can accomplish more in one hour with God than a lifetime without him. So serve him today. Amen.